Jeremiah. We're turning to Jeremiah chapter 10. We have quite uh, a few scriptures that I've jotted down. This will fit into the original message or title uh, that we were to preach on this morning, but I felt really strongly to change the, the words that I had to bring this morning, which God willing maybe will bring next week. The, a warning call from a loving God brought part one two weeks ago, and then we had the break last Sunday with Aaron bringing the word, and then we were to do part two this morning. So Jeremiah chapter 10 is our um, scripture reading for a basis of this, but we'll just read a few verses. We won't read too many because we have quite a bit of scripture I want to read this morning. Verse 1, Jeremiah 10, verse 1. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workman with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold, they fasten it with nails and ham- with hammers, and it moveth not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born, because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good, for as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. We'll stop there. Timmy McGee, I want you to come up and just pray over the word this morning that the Lord will bless this reading of his own word. It's a very important topic, and it's a controversial one at that, and just pray that the Lord will bless all who hear it this morning. Please. Stand prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you thanks for this day, Lord, that you have given to us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we can gather together here in unity, Amen. Lord, to worship you, Lord, yes, to Lord. praise you, Lord, for Lord, you are our King, you, Lord. Our Savior, Lord, yes. our God, our Thank strength, Lord. Lord, our shield, Lord, our hope, Lord, you are Amen. our everything. We're here to worship at your feet, Lord. Amen. This Hallelujah. Lord, rather be. Lord, Bless you. Lord, this morning, Lord, there are heavy hearts amongst your people. Lord, we are greatly saddened. We are grieved, Lord, for Lord, the island of Ireland, Lord, Ireland has turned its back on thee. Lord, Amen. we pray this morning, Lord, that you will have mercy on them. Lord, yes, they know Lord. not what they do. Lord, forgive them, Lord. To see people rejoicing, Lord, that they're not able to murder babies. Lord, what must you think, Lord? Amen. What must you think, Lord, of these people? This wicked land, these wicked people. Lord, forgive us, Lord. Bless you, I Jesus. thank you this morning, Lord, that in, uh, here in Northern Ireland, Lord, this isn't the case. Lord, Amen. I pray, Lord, that Lord, you keep Northern Ireland, keep bless us, our Lord, in the very little land, O oh God. Lord. Bless our nation, O oh God. Lord, keep that away from us, Lord. We don't yes, want to be Lord. part of it, Lord. 
Lord, we need you, Lord. We need your spirit, Lord, to Amen. flow through this nation, Lord. Yes, to flow Lord. through Ireland again, Lord. They've turned their backs on you, Lord. They need you. I just pray again. Would you have mercy on them, Lord? Amen. Lord, yes, Lord. Terrible times, Lord. Just keep us in the palm of your hand, Lord. Grant it, Father. Lord, I just want to pray this morning, Lord, that the message that you have given, Lord, to your servant, I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that he's obedient to you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that despite controversy, Lord, thy word will go forth, Amen. Lord. Thy word will be preached in this house, for thy word is truth, Lord. I Amen. Pray that you, you send it forth, Lord, sharper than a two-edged sword, Lord. Grant it forth. Send that word, Lord, this morning, Lord. Send it into hearts. Let it change things, Lord. Lord, we know that your word is power, Lord. There's power in the name of Jesus. Wonder working We're here, power. Lord, Hallelujah. To, to deal with that, Lord. Lord, just have your way and send it forth. We yes, pray. oh Bless God. the reading of your word, Lord. Bless it to us, Lord. Bless it into our hearts and let it carry us well. Lord, let it spread, Jesus. Lord, throughout the land. Yes, Lord. We pray as ever in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tommy. Israel, the northern kingdom, is carried away. Now we look at Judah, the southern kingdom. But all of Israel, verse 1 says, all of Israel have come under judgment and sin because of their sin against God. The wrath of God is on them. And God in love, notice that, in love has warned them. You see, every time in today's society we feel that Every time we tell someone, warn them of a heaven again, as it were, and a hell to shun, or the kingdom of God coming to the earth, the first thing we hear is that we're bitter, or we're hateful, or we're trying to be hurtful. But brothers and sisters, you and I well know that the gospel we preach is the gospel of the love of God in Christ, and that men and women don't realize they're under wrath, and they're under judgment, no matter who they are, and they must turn They must repent. They must trust in the finished work of Calvary, which Christ has accomplished as the Lamb of God. They must put their whole faith in him, solely, only, uniquely, totally, and completely, in Christ and his work alone for salvation. And see, people don't like it because it attacks everything that they love. We don't mean to be attacking but it attacks everything that they love. And even in part one of this message, I said to you, pray and ask the Lord to show you the spirit that's around the world, the Antichrist spirit that's in our nation. The spirit of Antichrist is a big subject, but it is, that is not which only is opposed to Christ, but is in the place of Christ. That's the Antichrist spirit, which denies Christ. And it's in our society. It's in our schools. Evolution. It's in our universities and our colleges. It's in every home. And now people, it used to be on a Sunday where our churches were filled with people. Now I know we have a bank holiday today and we're lower. I'm not talking about those people who aren't here today. We're usually well, well filled in our church when we appreciate the people's faithfulness. I'm not speaking about people here. Generally, the churches were even filled some sort of reverence toward God on the Lord's day. Even that has been taken away. The idea is that they want to take everything of Christ out of our society. 
everything of the word out of our society. I had a, had a thought come to me and I jotted this down early this morning. And it's from a man, most of you maybe haven't heard of him, if any of us have heard of him, his name is Milan Kundera. He was an atheist. He was Czech born from the Czech Republic. He grew, he moved to France and he lived in France. He's about 89, I think, 90 years of age today. And I think he's back in the Czech Republic. Nevertheless, he was a prolific writer. And he wrote on things like totalitarianism. This is one snippet, just a little snippet of his view of totalitarianism. He says it's a political concept where the state recognizes no limits to its authority and strives to control every aspect of public and private life wherever feasible. Are we not seeing totalitarianism coming into our land? Listen to what he says again. Listen to this. The first step in liquidating a people is to erase its memory, destroy its books, its culture, its history, then have somebody write new books. Manufacture a new culture, invent a new history, and before long, the nation will begin to forget what it is and what it was. Is that not Britain? The Lord has warned in Jeremiah 10, he has warned us to learn not the way of the heathen. And then in verse 2 and then in verse 3 says, for the customs of the people are vain. Don't learn their ways and don't learn their customs. Yet Britain has 17, at least 1,700, that is 1,700 mosques in Britain. Political correctness has liquidated the people to erase our memory anything that Britain once stood for, including the Word of God is to be erased by them. They want to edge away and etch away and chip away at all of these things. Our culture, our culture is no longer allowed in our own land, in our own nation. Our history is revised, especially in Ulster. I know this isn't a Sunday morning message, but this is what I have to give you. Our history is being revised in our own land this morning. In Ulster, the things that has happened over the years, the death squads, the innocence and the murder of them, it's being revised and new books are being written as how it should be remembered. not long before our nation will forget what it is. In fact, in Britain, it's almost forgot what it is. You see, the people yesterday in the south of Ireland, in the Republic of Ireland, voted on the Eighth Amendment. Timmy prayed about it when we were here. And that was, do they change it to allow 
a, a, a larger parameter to want for a, 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 to put it in a nutshell, or, or do they keep it as it is? And something like 67 or thereabouts percent of voters voted to change it. Two-thirds voted to change it. And this meant that now the doors are open for little children in the womb to be massacred. That's just the way to put it blunt and straight, to be murdered. If one has a disability, if one has a deformity, and they don't like it, then we'll just kill it. I'm aware that there are women who find themselves in very, very difficult circumstances and before maybe they have been through this situation and they have had what is called abortion. I understand those things happen. And if they need love and help and forgiveness, they must, they need, just turn to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, repent of their deeds and go on with him put their trust in his loving grace and kindness. We understand that there are people in difficult circumstances, but there's still a life there, and a life is a life. It's going to come a time soon when, if your child hasn't got blue eyes or brown eyes or whatever color eyes, they're going to be able to say, we don't want this baby. I seen a a headline last night. The people have spoken. The people have voted. It's the people's choice. Turn with me to First Samuel chapter eight, please. Let me show you what the people's choice did. In another sense, First Samuel chapter eight. Just for time's sake, let your eye run down to verse 7. The Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people, and all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. The Lord said to Samuel, when they wanted a king to be like the heathen, when they wanted to live like the heathen, and they wanted to act like the heathen, the Lord says, you know, Samuel, you tell them. They can have what they want. They can have their king. And they chose Saul, who was... Well, the story of Saul is written in Scripture. You can read it. Saul was not off the Lord. Rather, David was the Lord's choice. But you see, Israel were not a democracy. Israel were not even a monarchy. Israel were a theocracy. They had a king. And he ruled in the heavens through the judges on the earth. And they didn't want him. 
All I could see yesterday, and Britain, by the way, has done it many years ago. Look at the state of it. Look at the state of it. All they wanted was to be like the other peoples. They wanted a new king over them. They didn't want God. They didn't want his word. They wanted something different to be like their kings. And the Lord said unto Samuel, he says, they haven't rejected you. Oh yes, they've turned you away, Samuel. Yes, Christian, yes, uh, I have many evangelical Christian friends down in the Republic of Ireland. I've been speaking to some of them and I've been in touch with some of them and they're, uh, they're disturbed, they're heartbroken by this. They're heartbroken by it. But they haven't rejected them. Oh yes, they've told them to go away or whatever they've said. We won't listen to what you have to say, but they've rejected the Lord. They've rejected the Lord. It's like the sinner who rejects God's word. It's like the man and woman who are unsaved and they keep rejecting God because they don't want to come to him. Turn with me to Leviticus chapter 18, please. Leviticus chapter 18. Many, if I can put it like that, many theological um, scholars akin what has happened in the abortion clinics to what is happening or what has happened here. Leviticus 18, verse 21. says, And now shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire of Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of the Lord, of, pardon me, the name of thy God, I am the Lord. Now, Molech means king. He was an Ammonite god and a Phoenician god. The Ammonites came through an ancestral relationship between Lot and his daughters, Ammonites and the Moabites. The Phoenicians then, this is the region where later we find that um, Jezebel comes from. They worshipped this god Molech, and it was brought into the borders, it was brought into the lands of Israel. And this is how they worshipped him. They formed a bronze statue with arms like this, some say. And inside was hollow. And they filled it full of flammable materials, i.e. wood or stone or wood, pardon me, and sticks and so on. And they kept feeding it until it was glowing red hot. And then to appease Molech, They set their babies on it. And the screams of the children, the screams of the infants was heard everywhere. So you know what they did? They started to beat drums that drowned out the screams of the babies until they died. It was said that the baby screams in the womb. baby screams in the womb. They beat their drum of I want. They beat their drum of my body. There's two bodies involved here. The 
Look what he says. You can see this in the next verse. Thou shalt not lie with mankind. As with womankind it is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with, a, with any beast to defile thyself wherewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down. There too it is confusion. Define not yourselves in any way of these things. For in all these the nations are defiled, and I will cast out before you. The land is defiled, therefore I, will, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. God says, even the land with your polluted ways, your twistedness, men land with men, women with women, animal bestiality, how far does it go? How far does it go? You know how far it goes that in Canada now they have legalized a, a person to lie with an animal? Bestiality is now found legal. How far do they want it to go? People say, we would never do that. Listen, sin always brings you further than you ever meant to go yourself. It keeps you longer than you ever wanted to stay. And it costs you more than you ever wanted to pay. See, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And folks, I seen a photograph, I did share it online, of the leaders of Sinn Féin in this country. Mary Lou MacDonald, the Sinn Féin, new Sinn Féin leader, and the leader of Northern Ireland, Sinn Féin, Michelle O'Neill, standing hand in hand, both holding each end of a placard saying the North will be next. Well, the north of the Republic of Ireland, anyway, is Donegal. We live in Northern Ireland. And we still say no. No. find it hard when they, they tend to fight so hard for uh, what they call liberty from the British state, yet they find themselves showing no liberty, no equality. I don't mean this as a swear word for the children here. I want you to understand them, send this in a context. But when equality breaks these bastards, as it's said by Jerry Adams, Where's the equality for the ones that they voted for for the slaughter of the innocent in the womb yesterday? There's no equality. There is no equality with them. Will you turn with me to Isaiah, please, chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. 
So they hold up the poster. They cheer. They rejoice. Literally in the ability or the doors or the gates open for Irish babies to be murdered in Ireland. Well done, Sinn Féin. I seen the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, done the same, smiling. Verse 14, Isaiah 5, verse 14. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. They're rejoicing over the slaughter of the baby. The mean man shall be brought down and the mighty man shall be humble and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. Notice, exalted in judgment. There's going to be a day when they'll stand before God. So will Britain. This isn't just about people in the Republic of Ireland or even Sinn Féin. So will Britain. And God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Let your eye run down to verse 20, please. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and the men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Let me tell you what has happened and what's just because it's happened yesterday, the, the, the vote happened yesterday, but this is also because it's happened in Britain many years and you know I've been outspoken against that too. Those who have stood against this, as it were, for righteousness and truth, for the word of God, for the glory of God, for the defense above all things, even those who are not Christian and unsaved, as we would call them, have stood up to say, this is wrong, this is a baby. Even that which is righteous or right is taken away from them. They've celebrated in it. They've got drunk in it. And now anything goes to the death of the unborn. It's going to come a time when you as I said, if you don't have blue eyes or maybe blonde hair or brown eyes and dark hair and someone doesn't like it, 
going to be a time when the baby doesn't have that, that they can be terminated. Oh, that would never happen. It's going to come a time whenever the, the, the babies are going to be on mass. Any disability, we're going to get rid of this baby. You may say that will never happen. No. Charles Darwin and his evolutionary theory, his anti-Christ theory. Charles Darwin and his theory of evolution and natural selection. Natural selection, if we can put it in a nutshell, is the survival of the fittest. Look at the animal kingdom. The, the, the fittest survives. The animals uh, would leave others behind or even they would murder the weak. They would kill the weak. And he took this and he wrote about it and Adolf Hitler read it. Adolf Hitler read it. And not only then did he have the slaughter of the Jews, but this is what he had the slaughter of. He slaughtered the gypsies then. Called them gypsies, that was their name then. I'm not trying to be ignorant to others. He slaughtered the weak. If you were disabled... You weren't part of the master race. The survival of the fittest was at the fittest. Those who fitted in the slot were murdered. And a lot of it came from Darwin's theory of evolution. Now, see when you and I send our kids to the schools that we send them to, that's what they're learning. That's why when they go through college, and they go through their education and their further education. They come out with this and they say, see that baby in the womb? You have the right to kill it. It starts at the nursery stage. They are liquidating our people, just as an old atheist said. Erasing our memories from the word of God. Destroying our books. Destroying our culture. They're destroying and erasing our history. They're writing new books and a new culture for us, and they're flooding in. The daft thing about these, a lot of these left, liberal left-wing people is the feminist movement. Movement that's not of God, brothers and sisters. And all of those movements, you know, the daft thing about it is. It's when they bring in all these ones who they love and want to keep alongside of them and and will just integrate with them, especially those who are filled, nations filled with people who are of extreme Islam uh, uh, ideology. They're going to be the first ones to be thrown off the buildings. Because in a sense, they're going to believe in the survival of the fittest. They're going to be the first ones with their throats slit. This is where our land is going. Turn with me to the little book of Jude. Jude's only got one chapter, so we'll just lift a few verses out. Verse 17, please. Jude, verse 17. But, beloved, 
Remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. That is, having not the Holy Spirit. They're dead in spirit, in other words. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ on the eternal life. And of some have compassion making a difference, and others save with fear, putting them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. He said, look, church, don't give up on this. Don't you give up on this, church. You and I must still tell them about the grace of God and the love of God and the compassion of God. We must still tell them, yes, there's a a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun and there's a cross to come to. There's the blood they must come under to be forgiven and washed from all their sin. Just as I was, listen, I could tell you stories. You know that Alice and I had written the book on on our life story and and in ministry and all those sort of things and Finding God's path in a dark season, we called it, and all of those things. But if I was to put all in the book, in fact, I was told to take a whole lot out. I was told it couldn't be published. I am the chiefest of sinners. I say that like Paul said it. I am of all men. The chiefest of sinners. I don't deny that. That I've been saved by grace. That I've been washed in the blood. That I've been forgiven. That I've been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Not of my own. And if I'd have been left in my own ways. I'd have went to the same devil's hell that they did. I'd have burned in a lake of fire. And I used to hate the Christian to tell me so. I remember standing with a man and I cursed him. And I swore him and I blasphemed the name of Jesus up and down to him day in, day out. But he didn't give up and he kept telling me that the Lord loved me. Brothers and sisters, we mustn't give up because there are those we're told in the little book of Jude we're to have compassion making a difference and others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Jesus, who is able to keep us from falling, that is falling altogether. We all fall. There's not a Christian perfect. Come on. None of us are perfect. We're not saying we're perfect. But we're saying that we love the Lord and we're trying to do what's right according to his word to the best of our abilities. But we're saved by grace. His grace abounds, super abounds over our sin. And he keeps us going on with him through his Holy Spirit that lives in us. That's what we're saying. But we're watching men and women who are under the judgment of God and the wrath. Now a warning call from a loving God is this. Tell them. See, the problem is today, 
You don't want to tell them because they'll get offended. Well, you know what? They're going to be offended. They're going to burn in hell. Close the doors over, please. Would you, Lloyd? Thank you. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. Amen. So when we go to Jeremiah chapter 10 to close. See, God loves you enough to tell you the truth. That's the difference. Brother, would you love someone enough to tell them the truth? Sister, would you love someone enough to tell them the truth? Or do we just let them go? That's whether their lifestyle disagrees with the word of God. It doesn't matter where it disagrees with us. Listen, what we say doesn't really matter. What we think doesn't really count. It's what the word of God says. It's what he says, not what I think. My thoughts don't amount to a row of beans. It doesn't matter. Love someone enough to tell them the truth. Not in hurtful ways or to, to try and agitate them and aggravate them. Listen to what he says in verse 2. Learn not the way of the heathen. Verse 3. For the customs of people are vain. And then he says in verse 7. Who would not fear thee, O king of nations? Lord, who wouldn't fear you? You see, when the church... And I know that there's the, I'm not, I just have to say it as it is, the Flower Power Church, you know that church I mean? The liberal, so liberal there's no gospel. Everything and anything goes, accumulating with everything and anyone just to fit in. They're so liberal. And they say this, God is love. And he is, I agree. But brothers and sisters, love is not all that God is. I thank him for his love. And in the the extreme liberalism of the church now, it's replaced the Holy Spirit, the conviction of sin with entertainment. Let's make enough noise that they'll forget themselves and have a good time. Let's flash the lights and put out the smoke and pretend it's the Holy Spirit. And the world is going to hell. Our nation is going to hell in a handcart. And they're telling people you're wafting to heaven in the handbasket.
So I was vexed, as you can see, yesterday. And I felt even this morning, just went and sat in the study and I was thinking about it, and I felt the Lord saying to me, I want you to write this down. And I wrote the scriptures down and he gave me just a little thought. And I want you to tell the people this this morning. So, what are we going to do, church? What are we going to do? Are we going to start getting out there and telling people? You don't need to go, you're going to hell. (laughs) No. Tell them about his love, but tell them about the cross, yes, but tell them. If you don't show them their where they're wrong, they'll never learn what's right. Say that's not close. See my big dog. Way, when he was a big pup. And you know, a big lab retriever pup can be a handful. And Headstrong they are. They're really headstrong. Intelligent, but really headstrong. And it came to one time that I was getting cross at some of the things he was doing. And I'd have come over to him, and I'd stood over him, and I'd have went, See you, 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 look what you've done on you. And one of the times he had, well, he'd went to the toilet in his bed in the garage, I maybe he just couldn't get out, but to me it's like, I'm laying up above you shouting, I'll come down, you know, bark, do something. But I didn't notice it, you see, and I didn't know he had done this, so I put him out, and a while later I came in, and there it was, I was like, self dog, and I was angry. But I went out and I was going, see what you've done here, you know, look at that. Do you know what, he hadn't a clue what I was talking about. <laughs> not only does he not understand English, But it all passed away. I should have been able to say to him, look at this, point it to him. And he would have known more what I was speaking about because at the time it was there. And you know, people are like that. We need to tell them, here's what God says. And this is where you are. Point it out to them where their fault is. And you know, it's no good starting to shout about held to them all the time if they don't know why they're going there. Show them God's word and say, look, this is what God says, but he loves you and he wants to save you. And if they don't listen to you, they're not turning you away. Turning him away. Turning him away. What a somber message for a Sunday morning when the sun is shining and people are on their bank holiday, away maybe, I don't know what they're doing at this time, maybe in their tent or their caravan or, or wherever they are, what a message they receive. Folks, I don't know if there's any other church or ministers.